Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. Welcome everyone. Uh, Another great Thursday here and we've got some uh, awesome baristas with us today. We have... uh, as I mentioned earlier, the godfather of gifting, John uh, Rulin. Uh, John is the founder of Giftology Group. He also wrote an incredible book all around gifting, so he's going to be able to give us some best practices. Uh, Jason, Hammer, uh, welcome, and uh, let's get right to it. So I know we're kind of in the crux of holiday season, and you know, thinking about and being grateful for our clients is, is top of mind for all of us. And so uh, what we thought we would do here is just share some different best practices on gifting and, and give everyone some ideas on what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, so we can get things kicked off. I guess, John, welcome. If you want to uh, just share maybe a, a quick background for uh, yourself with the group here, if anyone hasn't uh, uh, seen you speak or, or been around you before. Yeah, well, guys, thanks for having me. It's uh, ironically, people assume that this time of year is our busy season uh, as owning a gifting agency. People, you know, whether it's a solopreneur or you know, Fortune 500 companies or the Cubs hire us to do their gifting, we actually shut our business down between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is committing Harry Carey in most you know gifting world. That's like where they make ninety percent of their money, but we don't allow people to send gifts at Christmas. And people are like, well, are you the Grinch? And it's like, no, I'm an entrepreneur. If I put a dollar into something, I want to get $10 back out. Typically, if you send a gift between Thanksgiving and Christmas to a client, an employee, a partner, center of influence, what else is on their conference table? 40 or 50 other gifts from all of your competitors, from their accountant, their lawyer, their doctor, their best friend. It's like, you know, it's ready to collapse from all the peanut brittle and cases of wine and all the silliness. So in our, it's our belief that in any part of your business, you have to stand out and be memorable, whether that's operationally or you know, when you speak or your brochures, your marketing, your strategy. Overall, it's a strategy move, right? And so in gifting, most people think they're a seven out of 10 on gifting. We, when we walk through the playbook, they're like, crap, I'm a negative three. <laughs> because timing is one of those. We don't allow clients to send ABC gifting, no anniversaries, no birthdays, no Christmas. And they're like, well, when do we send gifts? And I say, when you want to show up in an uncommon way for a relationship, just because. So a lot of the things we talk about around like holiday gifting ideas, I'm like, I hate holidays um, because I want to be the only thing that they received in that week or that month. And if that's the case, oftentimes even a great gift kind of gets lost in the shuffle. An amazing gift showing up at an unusual time, not asking for anything, can completely shift a relationship and have them still talking about it five years from now. So a lot of the things we we talk about from the stage, people get a little pissed off about, but then they think about it and they're like, yeah, you're right. I don't want a logo on my shirt. I don't want your logo on my thing. Why would, you know, like that's gonna end up at Goodwill. Like they, so the, the challenges we have are getting people to realize like this is just as strategic and could be just as impactful as any other strategic business decision that you make. John, you know what's funny about that? I was just, um, just talking to my assistant, Karen, and I said, listen, I need you to do something for me because I don't want it to happen again this season. Every year, people send us 
all the stuff you talked about, wine and gift baskets and chocolates and all this stuff fills the office, right? And I don't even go into the office because I work virtually, really. Very, very rarely do I. And I don't know who sends me anything. They just, it just goes to all the employees. And so what happens then is throughout the year, sometimes somebody will say something and then I got to pretend I know what they're talking about. I don't even know what they said. And so it does, it totally gets lost in the mix and it just gets dispersed amongst the employees. Yeah, it's, I mean, you think about it, it's amazing, like you, when you invest money in your business as a, you know, whether you're a financial advisor or the wealth manager, whether you're an attorney, like people will drop, you know, lots of money to sponsor events and conferences and Facebook ads and all these things. They'll drop tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're looking for a return. And for whatever reason, people have not recognized that, like, if you can shift things on what you're sending, when you're sending, how you're sending, all of those things and understand like if you like you're actually oftentimes investing dollars in this case to give gift guilt or to make somebody feel have to lie or like say thank you when they really don't mean it. And yeah, a lot of times you're sending something to somebody and they're like, do they not know I don't drink? Or do they not know that like I care about health and you're sending me a temptation with sugar or like all like so people are like, well, John, it's the thought that counts. I'm like, no, it's the thoughtful thought that counts. If you want referrals, then you have to engage somebody in a way that makes them say, I want to go make sure that this person wins. There's a lot of advisors that think they have loyalty and it's because they retain clients. Retention isn't loyalty. You and I both know when we have one person in our corner that goes out of their way to talk about us at board meetings and rounds of golf, they, they're a referral machine for us. That's active loyalty. And that doesn't happen because you check the box and you send a birthday card. That happens because the, you're world-class at what you do and they don't just like you, they love you. They wanna see you win. And so people are like, John, people love my, my cookies. I'm like, I don't care if they love your cookies. I don't even really like gifting. I want outcomes. I want deeper relationships. And when you're dealing with affluent people that can buy whatever they want, all the little details of how you're dialing in things have to be dialed in or else you're just sending stuff. And wealthy people can buy their own stuff. But what they can't buy is emotional connection. What they can't buy is that emotional buy-in of like, man, this person sees me and cares about not just me, but my spouse. That's why this, I mean, people are like, John, what's your number one gift? I'm like, my personal gifting budget this year is about three quarters of a million dollars. That's our main marketing budget is gifting. 400,000 of it's still nice. When, when like somebody reaches out and wants to gift Tony Robbins, I'm like, we're going to do a $10,000 knife set. They're like, John, we're not doing knives to Tony Robbins. I'm like, it's not about the stupid knife. We're going to take this beautiful block of knives and on 40 of the pieces, we're going to engrave quotes of wisdom that Tony and Sage, his wife, have spoken into the existence over 40 years. Then we're going to put it in a special wood box and you're going to talk about multi-generational impact and legacy. And they're like, will that work? And I'm like, I think so. And we did it. We did it for a client. Four months later, client gets a call from Tony's wife, Sage, and she's in tears. She could buy a thousand of the knife sets. It wasn't the knife. The knife is that was a delivery vehicle for an emotion. And now they're on speed dial together. We all want people to take our phone calls faster, respond to our text messages, open a door. Like it's not about the thing. It's about the connection and the story. Now there's a story sitting on their countertop. Who hangs out at Tony Robbins' house? Heads of state, presidents, CEOs of companies? Guess who's top of mind every single day? 
the person who sent the artifact that is now on the countertop. Not about the thing. It's about the story around the thing and that emotional connection. That's where people are like, John, I did giftology. It didn't work. Or I did giftology and like I, I spent five grand on wine. I'm like, no, that's not giftology. That's giftology-ish. You cut corners. You delegated this out to somebody. You didn't follow the recipe. Don't expect to get 100 referrals from that relationship over the next 10 years if you don't have the emotional buy-in. That's awesome. Jason, I think you're on mute if you're trying to talk. I see your lips moving, but nothing's coming out. Um, while he's figuring that out, again, as always, feel free, you know, unmute your line if you have questions for John or for the group. Uh, these are always meant to be collaborative. So, um, John, that was just, you know, kind of awesome pieces of, of wisdom there. John, when did you start shutting down your gifting agency? That blows my mind. But honestly, it's as much of a statement than anything else, I feel like, is what you're making. And good for you, because I'm sure you'd still, regardless of what you teach people to do, you'd still probably do a ton of business during that period. But you're sticking to your, you know, your core beliefs that, that I don't want you to waste your own money. I don't even want to make money on you, like as a client during this period, because you're not doing the right thing. I mean, yeah. that's huge that you're doing that, man. Kudos to you. But it shifts the mindset, right? Because it, most people's gifting conversation is like five or 10 grand on peanut brittle and wine and tchotchkes and gift cards and that kind of stuff. But now we're getting people to say, you know, this is an overall biz dev relationship building HR conversation. How do you get your employees to recruit other employees? If your employees aren't recruiting other employees and you probably don't have as good a company to work for as you think you do. Like that's the sign of knowing when you have loyalty is when somebody's going out of their way to bring people into the the fold. And so we realized like we have to eat our own dog food. We have to practice what we preach. If we want somebody to go from investing five grand to 50 grand or from 50 grand to 250 grand, then there better be like some real results here. There, it, like this isn't like a check the box, like most people are thinking about. And so we've been able to get people to think about the other 11 months out of the year, which guess what? It's better from a cash flow perspective for us. So there is benefits to doing this, and people are thinking about this year-round holistically as like a, a real strategy, not just a little fun little like redheaded stepchild of marketing. Like, oh yeah, we probably should say thank you. And so now all of a sudden you're getting, you know, law firms. Like we just had a law firm that is doing this to all of their centers of influence, and they they heard us speak at this big law firm conference, and they engaged us, but they landed their their you know a ten million dollar referral, and they they said the only way that we would have gotten this was it was within a week of when we started you know sending out these heart bombs to these people and you know so now all of a sudden like wow a hundred thousand dollars invested to get a ten million dollar case they're like uh, who, who else should we be sending things to and so we started to map out what that relationship plan looks like maybe some other key you know lawyers that it didn't come from a, another law practice maybe you start investing so now all of a sudden it's a strategic business conversation so for us we're all about like, as an entrepreneur who bootstrap things, like I don't want an expense, I want an investment. And I want a, I want a 5X, a 10X, a 20X. In some cases we're getting a thousand X return because that's the, the people want outcomes. They don't really care about the gifts. They want referrals, they want deal flow, they want access, they want retention. Those are the things they're driving towards. Like if gifting can do that, if, it, if it's buying gerbils, like I'm in, if I can get a hundred X return, I'll get into the gerbil business. Like. Um, gifting isn't even my love language. I think it's cool, 
But at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur who loves to build tight relationships. And I know it's a noisy climate out there with all the digital. And so we're just, we just realized that the physical old school stuff, handwritten notes, I won't let gifts go out without handwritten notes. Why? Because that's what provides the meaning and the context. So it's, um, yeah, it's great to say we shut down the, the business during the craziest season, but it also was a strategic business decision to say, hey, like if we're going to be real about this, like this is a real business strategy, then we have to walk the talk. Yeah. And John, I'll tell you, it made an impact on me, you know, years ago, you sent me, you know, and, and ironically enough, within a handful of months, I got the same um, thing or very close to, it was a knife, right? You sent me a nice knife. And, but the difference was the knife they sent me had their company's name on it. And it was, it was a nice knife. It was a different knife than yours. It was a nice knife though. And then you sent me a knife and it said, Jason and Holly Smith. I don't even know, I don't even think we have that other knife anymore. But every time I use the knife that says my name, I remember it came from you, right? It didn't have to say your logo on it. I remember it came from you. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, we had a, a, a chat here, Dave, that, um, you know, what do you do with the compliance and the $100? Um, and I, Jason, I know your office does this a lot, but we look for the moments of truth, you know, little things that are more meaningful, don't necessarily have to carry a high dollar value. Like, you know, we, we, as soon as we hear about a grandchild, we'll send a, a picture frame, you know, grandkids are the greatest gift to, you know, to the grandparents or, you know, enjoy the time or something, you know, very, very meaningful to that moment that they have, you know, somebody retired to say, hey, we're going to start traveling, we give them a travel book. You know, or to your point, Jason, personalized. This year, we got uh, for our rubies and above personalized welcome mats, just with their name on it, that are, are changeable flip-out mats in it that they can then order holiday mats inserts if they want. But it's a, under a hundred dollars, and we're getting a huge response from the clients. We're doing it in connection with our Toys for Tots drive today. You know, so we do a huge Toys for Tots drive every year. Some of our clients are coming in and. Uh, it's just hey, Amber, can you send me one of those mats? That actually sounds cool. I want one. You know, yeah. Hammer, yeah. to actually, that point though, on the hundred, like, you know, so last year I got this idea from Mary Stirk. It kind of breaks John's rule of gifting over the holidays, but I'll learn, right? Um, but <laughs> you know, last year we went on Etsy and got this like really awesome charcuterie board with the client's name engraved in the middle of the wood. And like we were getting pictures of our clients around holiday time that had this charcuterie board out at their holiday parties. And that cost us like 125 bucks engraved and shipped. And this year we're doing a Cutco chef knife that again, with the sheath and it has the family name engraved on it, it's just gone out. And it was 165 bucks all in engraved and shipped out the door and gift wrapped. And so you know, if you have a married couple that's a client, you can do a hundred bucks each. That's two hundred bucks. And even for my single clients, we still did it, and I just submitted it to compliance. And I was like, "Hey, I know it's a hundred. We were at one sixty-five, and they're like, "Hey, it's reasonable. It's not like you're trying to bribe somebody with this Cutco knife, right?" And so it was still okay and got approved. And the other thing, like to your point, Hammer, like we do uh, every time, uh, uh, like somebody has a a child 
if you go on Etsy, like you can see here, these little books, people love these. I got these sent to me when our daughter was born. Like my wife displays them on the bookshelf. We send these out to every single client. If they have like a kid um, where it adds the kid's name on it, you know, and it's just the little things like that, that, that makes such a huge difference. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Well, to Jason, to your point, when you have that personalized gift, you don't need your logo. I mean, I, I think oh, about the knife that Steve got us from the, the, the Million Dollar Club. I use that knife regularly. It's like it took a place of one of my other knives. And every time I pull it out, I think about, you know, the club. And, you know, we have the security board, Dave, up in our – Julie doesn't even use it. She has it up in our living room. Yeah. You know, and, and we try just, to – we make it fun and like tie it back to our business with like the note we sent. So like this holiday, the note to all of our clients with the Cutco knife was, it just said there, any way we slice it, it's been a choppy market, but we can't tell you how much we appreciate you as a client. Enjoy the holidays. Like, and they all thought that was like hilarious, even though their accounts are down 20% or 15%. So, um, you know, it kind of tied right into the message we were trying to deliver to them. Yeah, you can't take yourself too seriously. The personalizations, I think the, the one thing that, but there's a lot of things people get wrong, but the, it's a, such a simple detail is making it about them, not about you. And if it is a world-class thing, whether it's a knife, a charcuterie board, a, a leather passport holder, like make it better than the one they currently have, make it best in class and then personalize it to them. And then it replaces the thing, you know, it, that they're going to be using on a regular basis. So it's it seems silly, like, but I've seen it where people will choose, you know, even two identical Cutco knives, one's blank and one has the, the name on it. And then the person or their spouse grabs the one just subconsciously when something's made for us, we feel special. We feel taken care of. It's, it's those little details that can land. And, and I love the, you know, when somebody has a, a baby, you know, like when you put the, the kid's name on it, the likelihood of that ever getting thrown away or tossed, it goes down dramatically because it's like, that's unique. Like they hand selected that name. That's their, you know, their legacy. It's like, so, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have time to personalize it. I'm like, well, then you don't have time to do it. Like either personalize it to the person or don't do it at all. Um, and if it is world-class subconsciously, even if they're not thinking about it, they will be re being reminded of that relationship and that connection. So kudos to you guys, what you're doing. I agree. thousand percent. Yeah. Two, two things. First of all, I want to, I want to, um, say to everybody listening on the podcast or here live on the coffee break is um, get this book. I mean, I learned so much from your book. It's an easy, little, simple read, but highly recommend the book. I learned a lot from it. If you're more of a do-it-yourselfer, but switching gears to like kind of your agency, that service that you make available, do you have many gifts that are under 100 for those of us that are financial advisors, and kind of just talk a little bit how you navigate around that. And if there's a way for us to pay you any kind of monthly fee, like for a service that would give us a discount on the individual gifts, 
you know, almost like at your cost that we could do a little bit more, but then pay your firm for consulting. Yeah, yeah. So we we had a a financial advisor that, that reached out and said, hey, I, I, I can pay for consulting and pay for coaching. I can't, I, you know, I'm limited, at least on the client side, well, what I can gift, $100 a person, $200 per couple, unless it's part of an experience, you know, where we're traveling or doing something together. And so sometimes we'll marry the artifact with the trip to the Super Bowl or to the dinner or the whatever. So that's a part of the experience. But in general, we do have a way that we work with advisors where, yeah, we charge a, a large consulting fee and then we go buy millions of dollars of product and we sell those gifts at cost. So I can't like say, hey, we're going to buy a $20,000 Rolex and sell it to you for 50 bucks. Like that's not justifiable. That's, a, that's not a gift. That's a, that is a bribe. But a lot of the things that we tend to focus on are things that are central to most homes, whether you're 30 or 60 or 57, like there it's, it's entertaining, it's hospitality. That's where people bring their inner circle together, which is referral opportunities. So the kitchen, you mentioned the charcuterie boards or the knives or whatever, like 80% of what we do is in that category. And it does, when you're able to buy something you know, at wholesale or at cost, you can you know, hit somebody more frequently with nicer things and still come in under the rules and regulations. So our agency does that a lot, and not just for financial advisors, but other industries that are highly regulated. Um, we're able to uh, do that. And we take care of handwriting the notes, the drop shipping, the selection, the personalization, the gift wrap, the tracking. You know, it's not hard. If you have two people to send a gift to, you can go do it on your own. But it's when you start getting into dozens or hundreds or thousands of relationships that, you know, scaling that gratitude and not cutting corners and focusing as an advisor or really anybody that's a relationship builder, there's, they'll get FaceTime with them a couple of times a year. And then find somebody that can, you can outsource. You have to play Santa Claus and UPS driver and all these other things. Like it's not hard for a few people, but it, it can become cumbersome if you have a lot of relationship to take care of. And the last caveat I would say is if somebody is not a client, but a center of influence, maybe it's a law firm or maybe it's an accountant, a lot of the rules and regulations are for clients, but not so much for the people that could be sending a lot of deals. So sometimes people have two, three different buckets of relationships over here. On the center of influence side, they're they're able to invest a lot more dollars more frequently to stay top of mind with a law firm or an accounting practice or whoever. And over here on the client side, it's different. Um, so we can help kind of lay out what the relationship plan is going to be, and then it happens in the backdrop without having to worry about it. You know, John, the comment you just made recently, I was talking to our chief compliance officer, and he made the statement like you can actually give more than hundred dollars a year. You just have to have it approved. And it was actually the first time I heard that. I didn't realize that previously. And then the comment you just made about tying it to an experience where if you do, you know, whatever that experience is, um, I'm curious about that, like a client event or taking a sporting event or doing whatever that might be, that is, um, in, in from your experience at least, um, that opens up another window above and beyond the normal $100 per year. Is that, is that what you've learned? I mean, every, you know, whether you're with, Ed, you know, Edward Jones has a different philosophy than Morgan Stanley, than, you know, independence, everybody has their own interpretation of things. I tell people I'm not a, I'm not a, a chief compliance officer. I just know as an entrepreneur, my goal is to push the envelope, but stay within the rules and not like, you know, get your wrist slapped for doing something stupid. So to me, like getting creative with, if you're going to take people to a ball game, make it a once in a lifetime experience, getting on the field and maybe getting a Jersey for their kid and making it something that they're talking about 10 years from now, not 
just a boondoggle of like cheap wine and beer at the same suite as a hundred other people have. Like to me, even experiences can be dialed up to another level of like, make it truly once in a lifetime and then build the artifacts in as a part of the experience. If you're going out to a nice meal, bring in the top wine expert in the world to come talk about the wine and create an experience they can't go buy for themselves. And then maybe whatever the artifact is that's tied there as a part of the meal, now they're telling the story four years from now around the dinner table, talking about the wine and the person and whatever else. And we all want people to tell stories about us, but a lot of times we don't do things at a level 10 on the experiential side. And we certainly don't marry it with a physical artifact that can remind them of the relationship when you're not getting FaceTime and not around. Awesome. Hey, Julie, could you mind unmuting your line? You put a couple comments in there. Uh, Love to hear sure. So John's not going to like this because I'm doing it a little bit different than he, what he's suggesting, but I live in a really small county out in the middle of nowhere. And um, I think the second year I was in business here, I had pies made and I delivered them in person for Thanksgiving, uh, prior to Thanksgiving. And it has gone gangbusters. My clients look forward to those stinking pies. They fight over them at the dinner table. I had one lady when I rolled up this year, she said, Bill just went out for ice cream. We knew you were coming today for that. And it's a gourmet pie. I don't make them, but a local lady here makes them. So it, and it's a small thing, uh, but they just, they rave about it all year long. I keep hearing, where do we get that? Where can I get that? I want that for my family, you know, for the next thing. Um, the other thing I do is I give this, I keep these books, um, the gift of being grand. So as soon as somebody has a grandbaby, these go out with a handwritten note for me inside of it. Um, and what else do I do? I love um, The Gift of Being Grand. Gift That's, of Being Grand. Yeah, yeah, it's a great book. But those are little things that I'm doing right now. Um, you know, I, I probably graduate into some of these bigger, badder things that John's talking about. But it works for me, for my clients who are kind of, you know, middle-class millionaire kind of folks. Um, they really appreciate it. Yeah, I love that, Julie. We uh, last year, and I, and I think the key was the personal delivery. We took the time to deliver mum plants to all of our top clients in person. We yeah. showed up at their doorsteps and delivered them. And they were, you know, because we bought like 200 of them, we got them for like 12 bucks a piece. But yeah. to your point, John, it's the, you know, people think, well, it's an inconvenience. Yes, but it's more meaningful when you show up and you hand deliver, the clients that I deliver to were shocked, what the heck are you doing here? And you hand them a little $12 mum plant and they talked about those mum plants for months. We got thank you notes, you know, it's crazy. Does anyone gift to prospects to nurture them or in a cadence with the like right fit calls and strategy? And, you know, I'll share, I've talked about this in the bucket plan all the time. Like I try to look for stuff that they're into in the fit call. I, I always give the example of, um, I was on a fit call with a client in San Jose who's 72, and uh, he found out I was from Ohio. And when when people find out you're from Ohio, they they don't realize like Cincinnati and Cleveland are almost in different states. And he was like, oh, have you ever been to Montgomery Inn? Like they got the best barbecue. I've been there once. Like, and he was raving on it. And I went to Amazon and Amazon has Montgomery Inn barbecue sauce. I sent him two big bottles of it for $8. He called me on a Saturday and I pick up the phone. He was like, hey, this is Ron. I was like, what's up, Ron? He goes, I want to tell you, I got my whole family over right now. My kids, everyone's here. We're barbecuing in the backyard and we're eating Montgomery in. And like, 
that stuff makes such a big difference. And that was off of a fit call. Like he hadn't hired me yet. He, he did hire me, of course, but um, he hadn't at that time. And so I always think like, keep an eye out for that stuff. It makes a big, big difference. Or I got uh, from um, from Scott Ford at his mastermind talk, whenever clients or prospects, if they're a good prospect, uh, they tell me they're going on vacation. I try to find out what hotel they're at. And when they check in, I have a bottle of champagne or wine waiting for them. If uh, To John's point, if I know they're probably a drinker um, or, you know, a fruit tray or something, um, because it just blows them away. Hey, Charlie, you put a comment in the box. You want to share that with everybody? Uh, it, it's a different book, it looks like, that you're using. Yeah, it's just the book. It, it spells out the person's name. There's a story and they spell out the name. So it's a highly personalized edition um but you get you just get the grandchild's name and then inside the front cover you can personalize it you know who it's from and so we always try to clarify what the grandparents like to be called you know do they are they called grandpa and grandma or Mima and papa or you know whatever to even take that personalization just a step further but then we give it to the grandparents to then give to the grandchild Oh, that's awesome. Smart. Yeah, I, th I love the uh, the prospect. And I think the the um, any of these situations don't scale very well, but like there's different levels of proactive versus reactive. And I love, I, I, I do the same thing with a, a bottle of champagne or chocolate covered strawberries. If I find out somebody's going to, you know, vacation or what have you, like I think just listening, leaning in and like asking the follow-up question of where they're going or when they talk about their favorite restaurant or whatever, like they, you can't do it. It's more one-on-one. -on -one. It's it's not very scalable, but it is super impactful, super important. And to your point, like a lot of times when it's the crazy one-offs like that, you know, $8 in barbecue sauce and I had to do a client. I don't know what the, um, yeah, what their assets under management are, what their fees are, but my guess is $8 has turned into a few more than $8 on the back end. Um, that's where you start to get like the thousand X, you know, 10,000 X return on investment. It's like, it's crazy. Um, I, uh, I love that, Dave. Well done. Awesome. Well, hopefully everyone found this valuable. We certainly appreciate everyone jumping on and all the collaboration here. It's always great from a participation. John, thank you so much for joining, even though you shut it down. Hopefully you can get back to enjoying some family time or uh, doing what you're doing right now. But I would highly recommend to John's point, um, if you're trying to scale it, just call John. Don't, you know, it's just easier, you know, tap into what they're doing. And uh, if you need anything from us, let us know. We look forward to seeing most of you in Scottsdale on Monday or Sunday night. Thanks, everyone. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.